Yes, you're wrong. The podcast where you talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. On a, on a pop culture roundup? Shocking. Yes, I know. Tuesday? Us? How what? could this be? <laughs> you're not on vacation. I'm not on vacation. Neither of us has a, a rogue relative in town. <laughs> Neither of us is going to a film screening. We don't it's have really... better things to do. <laughs> yeah. enjoy it while we can yeah an interesting week to come back on because i really do feel like we missed some big stories like in our in our uh, absence Uh, i felt like there were some crazy pop culture moments which now i'm not remembering but like like olivia wilde getting served on stage or like I don't even know. Uh, well, all the Johnny Depp stuff. Oh, yeah. I don't want to uh, talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so now this week is a little bit more uh, humbling uh, to return to. But but we found some morsels of news that our listeners should should know for the yes. virtual yes. water cooler moment. Yes, of course. A little bit of celebrity tidbits. <laughs> There's always something that should be shared. Um, I guess good news. No, I don't know how you feel about this. I actually don't feel like you watch Saturday Night Live anymore, but maybe you oh, have three. I have this story, but yeah, yes. four fewer reasons to watch because there is a huge exit, one of the biggest exits in recent years because they've managed to maintain a very similar cast for the last few years. But Pete Davidson, Kate McKinnon, A.D. Bryant and some dude named Kyle Mooney are all exiting SNL after the season finale last weekend. Kyle Mooney's been on for a long time. I feel like you would recognize him. I literally saw a picture of him and I was like, who is that? That's, I... (laughs) But again, I do not, I have not watched SNL beyond like 45 second viral clips on I think he's been on for like the last 10 years though. It's shocking that he has, you haven't recognized him like as popping up in some... I guess he doesn't do a ton of the political stuff. Um, he has like one very sp- sort of specific brand of skit I that he does. Literally, like with the long hair still. Or yeah, he's I cannot very like, him. Well, I'm a weird guy. Blah, blah, blah. Like that's his sort of energy. So that I don't think that they use him very much in like the current event <laughs> kind of stuff. Which I feel like is the stuff that tends to go more viral. Yeah, I I don't recognize any of these screen grabs on Google Images. So uh, that's that's not to insult him. I'm sure he's a talent. I'm sure it's a loss. I just don't watch SNL enough to have ever seen him. Whereas the other three names are huge. I think Kate McKinnon is the biggest news. She's been the biggest, like, uh, the gift to SNL, honestly. Every single viral moment I have seen involves her. Um, they're the only bits that I've ever found funny in the last like decade. And so I think that's like the bigger story, but everyone's focused on Pete Davidson for some reason, even though is he good at SNL? I've always felt like he's just okay. Uh, so the thing with SNL, cause I was a long time, like massive fan. Yes. And then, and I would watch it every single week, like all through high school, through college, even after college. And then there was a, a certain point where I was like, 
this is becoming a chore. The episodes are an hour and a half long. I'm watching them on like Sundays. I don't really care about this. They're not funny. I also used to listen to a podcast that would sort of like go over SNL like Mm. every week and sort of give a critique. And then that podcast stopped. And I was like, okay, the podcast is I'm that I like <laughs> listening to isn't happening. The yeah. show isn't good. And so then I just stopped watching. And really since then, I will very rarely watch a clip from SNL. Like yeah. if it's something usually current eventy and like very viral or like a Bo and Yang thing. But in general, I haven't watched much of anything, but they sort of transitioned because the original model for SNL and the one that they kept through like the, you know, Tina Fey, Bill Hader era was sort of a smaller cast mm. that would sort of turn over. Like, yeah, I think Tina Fey and Amy Poehler were only on SNL for like about six years or so. And so you would be on there for a few years and then you'd move on to the next thing because you were doing so much heavy lifting. And for whatever reason... I think partly with Keenan and then Pete Davidson also, Leslie Jones had some of this going on, that SNL opted to expand the cast and then some of the cast members could leave and sort of go do things during Mm. the season. So you could go off and shoot a movie for a month and then come back and be on some episodes. So no one was really doing quite as much heavy lifting. And I think in some ways, I guess that maybe made the show better because there were more options but I sort of found that it made it worse and Mm. you just had a bigger cast full of people who I didn't really care about who I felt like normally would get cut but because the cast is so big they don't really justify like cuts unless someone's really bad so you just had this bloated cast like I was looking at the list today and there's over 20 people on the cast currently so even with axing four people you still have a lot of cast members left in the mix um and presumably they might add more next year because they do that also um so i don't know like kate mckinnon i think is great i love her i'm excited to see what else she can do because i feel like she really has been mostly on snl and yeah a few side projects here or there but i want to see her like in a you know like sort of have something that's her own that's not SNL. Well, she did um, Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, she's done like some movies. And then yeah. she was she did she played Carol Baskin in the Peacock um like uh Tiger King what? whatever. Yes, I watched a couple episodes of that. Oh, but wow. but in general like I feel like she would be a great person to headline a sitcom or something, you know, give her like a Barry sort of equivalent. And she Mm. just has not had one of those. So, yeah, I don't know. I it'll be interesting to see who sort of fills that spot. I feel like Bowen Yang is probably the most recognizable person of like the newer up and coming cast like him, Chloe Fineman and Heidi Gardner. Um, But yeah, who knows? Michael yeah. Che is still on there. Colin Ugh. Jost is still on Ugh. there. Um, who else is in the mix? I don't, I think those are the older, the old. Oh, Cecily Strong. For whatever reason, she's not. She's staying, even though the rest of like all of those girls started together, and she's sticking around. And then Keenan is there, just like as a like. <laughs> 
whatever at this point. I don't know why. It sounds like a hellish job. It's not even funny anymore. Are they having fun? Are they delusional well, about the how funny they Keenan are? Is that it's not a hellish job. Well, like yeah. he just sort of comes in, does whatever, and then leaves. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I guess the there's the senior class has it a little easier. Yeah. Um, I guess the question is what's Pete Davidson gonna do? Because he had a movie that did okay. He's in a movie coming up, actually, that I think you're excited for. The Am um, I? the like A twenty four slasher comedy. Have you not seen trailers for oh, this? Oh, is that Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. I am excited for that. Yeah, the um, trailer looks fun. He's in that. He's also busy dating, you know, Kim Kardashian, getting all the tattoos he can possibly think on. Uh, I, mean, so I feel like that Pete Davidson's arc is pretty clear to me. He doesn't really do much and will date Kim Kardashian. At some point, they'll break up. He'll go on tour and have loads of material about the kardashians and people will flock to see that he'll be in some more movies i imagine that he'll get cast as you know in tv shows and stuff like i don't i don't know if i see a career for pete davidson where he sort of transcends the level that he is at right now but i think that he can easily maintain this level of fame for a while without snl yeah because he's more of a like personality than he is an SNL cast member anyways like he does some stand-up bits on Weekend Update but he's not in skits very much and I think he's most well known for dating people (laughs) he's like Taylor Swift (laughs) I mean Taylor Swift has talent to go along with it but sure I mean I mean I think technically some people (laughs) would say that Pete Davidson also has talent yeah yeah he does write his own bits which is famously what Taylor does yeah Well, we have two paths here that naturally segue. We can either talk more about the Kardashians or more about comedians. So what what flavor are you feeling right now? I'll le- give me the uh, Kourtney Kardashian wedding. <laughs> okay, okay. So Kourtney Kardashian, uh, famously one of the last sisters to ever be married, is officially married for the third time to the same man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, she did a sort of like, Vegas chapel wedding that they called a test run after the BMAs or something. Then they did like an actual legal ceremony in in, like a civil court in California, but they had their big, their big bang out in Italy where they rented a, I don't know, famous castle thing on the coast, flew in some of their favorite family members and friends and had like a Dolce and Gabbana themed wedding which honestly i like the vibe i wouldn't say it's carefree because it's dolce and gabbana and probably cost millions of dollars still but it did feel a little less um over the top than some of the the kim weddings obviously and even chloe well chloe's oh yeah chloe famously was married i was like chloe didn't marry tristan but she did marry lamar and that wedding was televised um so it was a little bit more laid back, I guess, in in the grand scope of it's Kardashians. Hard to say, though, because like what a wedding looks like today is so different oh, from yeah. like when uh, Kim Kardashian married like Chris Humphreys in that televised yes. ceremony. Like, it, I, I don't know if it was considered like as garish as we think it is now, because I feel like that was more of the style. Where now. 
the kind of like big ordeal I feel like is out and something that's more like small and avant-garde and natural is more (laughs) hip for whatever reason. Yeah. And I don't know if we'll look at these pictures in 10 years and be like, oh, wow, Courtney really nailed it. Or if we'll be like, (laughs) oh, no, this is just as tacky. Yeah, no. I mean, did you see the pictures? Yeah. Did you look at it? Yeah. I mean, I I like that she has like, in the wedding wedding that she has like this giant veil, but like a short dress. I feel like that's a fun move. And I, it's always interesting with celebrity weddings because I think they are such a trendsetter for, it's like a trickle down to the normies. Like Mm -hmm. when um, Princess Kate got married and had like sort of the long sleeve Mm -hmm. dress, all of a sudden that became a huge thing where for a while before that, everybody had been like, you know, tube toppy. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if people some if if people like start switching it up and going for this kind of energy because it it is very formal because the veil is so long even though the short is the dress is short and I feel like that would transition well into like a reception energy. Right. So it, it yeah yeah it was kind of like a you know. Courtney has always sort of set herself apart from her sister's antics. And so it did feel very specific to her taste, which I, you know, I'm here for. I I still don't, you know, I'm not going to praise the Kardashians, but I enjoyed the look. Um, It's still kind of gaudy and kind of over the top, which also fits their weird energy. Yeah, yeah. It was very much like campy, like kind of garish, like. It was like the uh, Heavenly Bodies yeah. Met Gala energy. <laughs> yeah, like she wore like a, a precursor dress that had like the Virgin Mary on it. And like, so it was very like playing up the religious energy of, you know, Italy and these medieval runes. Um, so it was like fine. They said they're going to have a big LA reception. So I'm sure it's like a chameleon style look. But I got to say, you know, Courtney. She didn't marry Scott ever, and that was probably good on her because unreliable partner. So I hope I hope this guy. I don't remember which one. Machine Gun Kelly. Wait, no, that's Megan. Travis Fox. Barker. Travis Barker. I hope they live Who's a from long what? and Blink happy 80, life. Blink one eighty two. Is that what he's from? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like a fine wedding. Kylie tried to ride on the Kendall joke by like captioning an unrelated photo video of her and Kendall being like me and cucumber girl and it's like Kylie you probably don't know how to cut a cucumber either so let's just calm down <laughs> she's I just do glad think- it's over the is it a chicken meme so the Kardashians are very good though at like bouncing back from things I feel like they don't yeah. <laughs> let them affect them for very long like that's ridiculous yeah. but at the same time like I don't think that the Kardashians are above like a stunt like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like obviously she didn't know how to cut the cucumber and cut it weird, but like, that's also like, I feel like that they realized that and that's why they kept it in the show. (laughs) And then, so the fact that it became a meme, I think really like played right into their hands. I don't think that. Oh yeah. I know. Kendall was like, oh my gosh, I'm so upset. Like, I looked like a bourgeoisie person. I think they were like, oh yeah, this is why we kept this in here and we're glad that it took off. Yeah, better press than the Pepsi commercial. So she knows how bad it can go. I'm happy to ride this wave. Um, But yeah, Courtney's married. Congrats to her. 
Okay, my favorite story. We all know I love a, a journalist saga. Oh, okay. Um, do you know what Dumois is? <laughs> do you follow Dumois? I haven't ever like literally followed them, but I am aware they're like a kind of celebrity gossip account. Well, not gossip, but they'll like post anonymous tips about different celebrities and their goings-ons. Yeah, so I followed this account a couple of years ago and and have since stopped following it because it got like too annoying. But it was originally sort of a Instagram account where people could submit anonymous like stories about celebrities, celebrity encounters, and then also would... Uh, report in on like where they saw celebrities, what they were doing. So they might be like, Oh, Mm. you know, this person's at the Mets game, whatever. And they ordered a pretzel, like sort of random, not that interesting of stuff. But then sometimes people would write in and say, Hey, I used to be, you know, Reba McIntyre's assistant and she once, you know, pooped in a bottle or, you know, like just ridiculous stuff. But you never really knew if it was true or not because, it was all submitted by people on Instagram to Dumois, which was an anonymous account. And then whoever was running it, you know, could decide to post a story or not. And it's like, well, they're not really verifying anything. And also sometimes people have accused Dumois of like creating, like submitting their, like, Oh, their own stories to try to drum up interest. And then at a certain point it got, um, so initially it was sort of smaller. So would you, it wouldn't get too overwhelmed and then as it became more and more popular it, you would just get you'd click on their story and it'd be like 60 different slides and it's like i don't have time to read all of this it's not curated at all it's so random then at a certain point they got ads in the mix and they were promoting stuff and i was like i just don't care enough about like bachelor stars and whatever they're talking about so i unfollowed but part of the mystery has been that nobody knows who runs dumois and there's been lots of speculation as to the various types of people that it could be and finally this guy named brian feldman who i guess um used to work in new york mag but now just has a newsletter was like okay i'm gonna crack this and so really went like deep into their facebook group and instagram comments and twitter threads and things from like way 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 back in like 2013 and stuff like before it was big And we're able to sort of like suss it out through various like tags and uh, stuff like leftover in the metadata, but all stuff that was like online, the two women who are running this. And one of them is sort of like the great granddaughter of like a socialite. Her name is Maggie Kempner. Mm -hmm. And then there's another girl who's still running the account called Melissa Lavallo. But I was like, I was reading this article and they're like, oh, um, you know, like this actress in the comments tagged this dead Instagram account that's name sort of looks <laughs> like this. And I was like, this is genius Instagram stalking work. <laughs> yeah. I love a good like hunt through Instagram to try to find somebody or find something. I find that very invigorating and a good use of my time. It's like being a a Scooby-Doo detective in the modern era. 
And so to have somebody who was like, yes, there's enough information here. I'm going to be able to find <laughs> out who it. these women are. And then solved it was incredible. And I'm very excited now to see what these founders like do now that they've been found out because they've been anonymous up until this point. So I'm, I'm waiting for the... Um, like the public statement from them. Right. Because my question was, does it make sense who these people are? Because I thought they also would like have insider knowledge, but it was just anonymous. It was just them sharing things that they were told. Yeah, I think so. So it was just like, I could have started it. I I thought it was like, I swear people have used them as like, oh, Dumois like knows Taylor Swift is releasing an album because she like knows it. Well, the thing is, Dumois is like anybody can submit stuff to Dumois. <laughs> I see. So I don't think that Dumois well, is like secretly joke. friends with Taylor Swift. <laughs> but it's like someone on Taylor Swift's team right. could message Dumois. And I think over the years, Dumois has, you know, gotten a network of people together wow, where, wow, you know, wow. if if someone has submitted stuff about Taylor in the past, then when... You know, if someone's like, oh, I'm Taylor Swift's merch designer, blah, 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 blah. That then when Dumois has a question about Taylor, they can reach out to that person again and say, hey, right. do you know anything about this? And they'll <laughs> let them know. <laughs> well, do you feel like the funds kind of been taken out of the account or? I mean, I unfollowed it a while ago. Yeah, yeah. But and it's not generally. Or... And it's not like whoever the these people are were. Like, right. we knew that this wasn't going to be like, oh, it was Kendall Jenner the whole time, and we were excited. <laughs> wouldn't that be fun, though? <laughs> Truly. It was Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past her. Yeah. Well, that's interesting, because I guess now that they're known, they are, you know, open to, I don't know, people pressing them to take things down or suing them for libel or something. Well, and also now that they're known, I wonder if they'll sort of transition to something that's a little bit more like corporate and a little right. bit more uh you know like general girl bossy and less like <laughs> dark course. side of the internet <laughs> yeah probably yeah. like will they turn into Perez Hilton sort of vibes <laughs> well, I hope not but yeah I I saw that story too and I just didn't have any curiosity on these people but thank mm. you for the update speaking of Perez Hilton this is like a random tangent which i know he's like canceled in a variety of ways but every now and again like pictures of people will pop up in my um like discover page or whatever it Mm. is on instagram that are like attractive like male actors or whatever and so sometimes i'll click on them and it'll pop up and it'll be like Perez Hilton pink something something. He like has an account that is solely dedicated to reposting pictures of like hot guys. And I was what? like, this is a weird, creepy thing, I feel. Yeah, that is very weird. That's like the does he credit them and stuff? Like they're famous like, people? Yeah. They're like, I don't know how famous they are. They're like just like um, hot influencer types. Yeah. Let me see if I can find this account. It's so, so weird. It's so random because I'll click on them thinking like, oh, it's the influencers account, you know, like, and then it won't be. And it's him. And I'm like, <laughs> you and Perez have the same weird. taste in men is what I'm hearing. <laughs> it doesn't happen very often, but it's maybe happened to me three times. And every time I'm like, this is weird that Perez Hilton has this account. Yeah, that's true. But it's also true 
that you like the account. <laughs> no, I don't like the account. I don't follow them. They just but pop you, up. You are interest. You you click. You enlarge. You know. You're like, huh? Well, I just scroll who's this through. Bella? <laughs> I just scroll through the the Instagram for you page. Don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Like you click on a picture and then you just keep scrolling up through stuff. Oh or, no. Or do you not do it that way? I don't. I I, I understand that. That's probably normal. I, I won't shame you for your for your. <laughs> Instagram habits. I'm sure that's normal, but I hope you and Perez can <laughs> find joy. Okay, together. wait. Here it is. Here it is. It's called <laughs> Pink Perez Insta. Are you sure it's like verified and stuff? Yes, it's verified. Oh, There's weird. only fifteen thousand followers. I mean, he it's... must ask like permission, and they're like, "Oh yeah, popularity." The 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 like um bio is prez hilton here i love hot guys i think you may too <laughs> also check weird. out my cbd gummies at, at my true 10 <laughs> and him. follow prez hilton like the news organization right yuck What's do not his personal love that account his personal oh, account just... is all like weird videos and stuff yeah yeah it's like him telling stories and whatnot he is so creepy i yeah i do not like him not a fan how um, old is he? Ugh, I don't know. Probably like 40s. If we had to 50s? guess. 48? 50s? I feel like 50s. I feel like he's been around for forever. <laughs> and was probably not young when he... Well, that reminds oh, me... He's of... only 44. Oh, yeah. Well, That's when shocking. you're that mean in person, you don't age well. Um, But that reminds me of another age story that went viral this week, which is Laura Dern was supposedly and i saw competing information but she was either 23 or 24 while filming jurassic park which just blows my little millennial mind because watching that as a kid she's obviously like gorgeous and i always thought she was so cool but it's like oh they're middle aged like that's that's what my brain thought and obviously sam neil was at the time but then it was like i guess it came up because laura dern in a press thing for Jurassic World was like, yeah, their age difference was kind of inappropriate, don't you think? And I was like, oh my gosh, Jurassic Park was my flawless film. And now I have to contend with an age gap between the two leads. And it's just like, Laura, don't do this to me. I Oh yeah, the age gap is 20 years. Yeah. He is currently 74 <laughs> and she is 55. I just thought in my mind, in my universe, she was playing an older person than her self you know like she was cast as like a 35 year old you know what i mean because i i could i could be wrong i should rewatch it but it wasn't like she was a student or like a phd or like a recent grad like she was a established expert i thought i, I thought in the i mean i also i mean you've read the book i've read yeah. the book i don't remember it being a weird like no. i feel like they're on the same page because isn't she's a doctor yeah yeah they're like yeah she's like a paleobotanist and i'm pretty sure in the book there's absolutely no romantic well now i can't remember if there are romantic vibes or not i think in the movie they played it up because the chemistry and like you know it's hollywood and still it's nothing like weird except he's more into her than I, anyways how romantic are they in the movie do they kiss? They're not like no 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 they never kiss there's like the passing there's like a flirtation about how she wants kids and he doesn't and he like touches her butt when they're walking down the hill or something and then when ian is hitting on her and they're talking in the car he's like oh you guys are a thing and he's like yeah oh 
Okay. I'm, <laughs> in the novel, Dr. Ellie Slattery is a graduate student studying <laughs> undergrad and accompanies him on the tour of Injun's Dinosaur Preserve. My brain just immediately... She is from Montana and specializes in paleobotany. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I She's completely rewrote under that in my him. mind. Yikes. <laughs> I... I Wait, he literally her did butt? not know that. I yeah, haven't he, seen like, this movie recently. So. Not like in a gr- gross grabby way, but almost like that's just where his hand naturally went. I I think. Hmm. I might be okay. misremembering. Hmm. We're going to have to rewatch But I know. I was like, this is my Googling unproblematic fave. <laughs> Jurassic Park. It was like a moment in the beginning. Images. Let's see. Maybe he touches her butt. This isn't... I'll have to do some research. I, I'm overdue for a rewatch. I haven't watched it this I'm year I'm getting yet. a lot of butt shots, but I'm not <laughs> getting a, a butt grab. No, it's not like a It's not like a grab. It's like... It's kind of like they're walking down a hill and he just like, you know, pats her what? bum. Like, <laughs> not like Is that spanks. a normal thing? <laughs> I don't know. If now we I'm doubting it to, exists. If we were walking next to each no, other like, in you New York, know, okay, I just like, pat you know how, butt. Would, like what, how would, a boy will put a, his hand in a girl's pocket and it's like cute or whatever. Like that sort of like tender sort of touch. Not like a creepy I possessive. think that's only a tender sort of touch if you're dating. Well, okay, like yes. I know it was like, I'm other. saying, I'm saying yes, it's implied they're together on the show. I'm not just going and my hands in no, people's pockets and saying it's a tender touch. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm not. I'm saying that I agree the movie implies they're together. I'm just saying to answer your question, it's not heavily romantic. Like it's not. Okay, so it's not that creepy then, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the age gap is something I can't She does look older. She looks, yeah. Like people just used to look. Yeah. She has a maturity that I think part of it is like Laura Dern is obviously beautiful. Yeah. Um, Like that's without question yeah however she's also a child of two famous actors and i think part of the reason why she became famous at a young age is for that reason and for her acting talent she was she's never cast in anything as like the bombshell so i think the fact like when her casting in this movie is not they did not cast her like ooh, we need like a sexy paleontologist who people are gonna like flirt with this isn't like a tomb raider sort of yeah yeah um, angelina jolie energy like transformers yeah (laughs) there's respect to her Dern always yeah like is giving off a different sort of energy yes yes (laughs) she remains my icon and i'll just in my in my retconning of Jurassic Park, I'm just going to pretend she was a graduate, a peer, a master. That she was a 75-year-old Jane <laughs> yeah. out there who just had very good skin care. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, did you have any other news? Uh, any other? No, but I have two like love it or hate it that I want to talk oh, about. Oh, okay. Okay, perfect. Kick us so off. So the first one is the new Harry Styles album. Have you oh, listened to this? I listened to half of it. I really liked it. I'm not like a huge Harry Styles fan usually. Yeah. But I was like, this is a good album. I'm yeah, it's a little it. more upbeat. I mean, those songs I heard, I guess. Yes. And I think that's the key. Because I think his best stuff on the first two albums were his more peppy stuff. And for whatever reason, there was just a lot of like dirges on there. And yeah. this third album is much more like sort of a 60s, 70s, like 
kind of even like disco-y energy. Yeah. It, it doesn't maintain like that high level of the first song throughout the entire time. Like there are some slower songs on it, but it feels much more like a watermelon sugar mm-hmm. than some of his, than like Signs of the Times or whatever that song was. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked the song for Sushi House or whatever. Yes. I don't know why it's called that, but I liked it. It's a, it, that's a lyric in the song. Oh, okay. See, I didn't listen that closely. <laughs> well, 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 well. <laughs> Thank you for answering my question. Um, yeah, no, I I meant to go back to it. Like, I thought it was good. I also heard some weird, like, he had some sad song about, like, the one who got away. I don't know, like, overanalyzing lyrics, you know, I don't really believe in doing that. As <laughs> And never done it. Never, never done it. it. Never will. Yeah. But he is still dating Olivia Wilde. And there are some weird like breakup-y tracks on it, which which stirred the Swifty pot and also some anti-Olivia Wilde pot. So I was seeing some like percolating thoughts on that. Are we thinking that those are not the same grouping? Oh, no. The anti-Olivia Wilde is more what Jason Sudeikis fans. They're like, oh. how dare you? Interesting. Because okay, the implication gotcha. is that she cheated on Jason with Harry or le- moved on too quickly for yes. their... Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's the Ted Lasso crew, if yeah, you will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah. I... I'm also unsure on what level of writing Harry does. Yeah, that's songs. what I was going to say too. I don't know if he's like made that a big... I don't follow him, so I don't know if that's like a central tenant of his art. It could be. They seem sort of like he did on One Direction, you know, put in some zingers there. But I don't know. Yeah, I I mean, Taylor Swift goes like out of her way to such a degree to be like, I am the one writing these songs. These songs are about me. Like I, you know, where <laughs> I think that in general, most artists are like they're writing some other people are writing some that they're just recording there's some like oh i bring you a song and you sort of zhuzh it up or i'm writing part of a song and i give it to somebody else and they zhuzh it up so i yeah i would need to like look at the track lists and like who the writing credits are and to really get into yeah like is harry styles right like did he write a breakup song on here about <laughs> taylor swift or olivia wilde or whatever or is yeah. this just like you know joe schmo in the music industry wrote this and he was like oh i like it like yeah. let's tweak it up <laughs> probably uh what was your second item the second one was conversations with friends oh which, shoot. <laughs> to be fair, I, I was are you talking about this no i just <laughs> don't care I've heard bad things. Oh, it's terrible. It's horrible, (laughs) which is shocking because it's from the same exact team who did Normal People, which did so well. To be fair, I did not love Normal People as much as I liked the book, but I was excited for this show and the casting is bad. The acting is bad. The writing is bad. The directing is bad. Like literally every single thing is terrible. The only good part is Jemima Kirk and Joe Alwyn is... (laughs) like i i heard most of it is due to the script okay that is what people are (laughs) saying i am not sure he is not giving like any sort of sexual energy the thing with normal people is it was so like hot and the main leads had such good chemistry together yeah and in this the leads do not and i think that joe alwyn is supposed to be playing sort of like a like a Brad Pitt 
esque, like charismatic actor sort of figure. And he is just not giving any charisma. You watch him and to think that this person has become a famous actor, like in the (laughs) storyline is shocking because he's not at all interesting or exciting. He's so dour. The scenes of him, like, performing as an actor are also really bad also like we i was watching this with a bunch of friends in my book club together and we were like joe alwyn looks significantly like worse in this than he does like i don't know yeah i noticed that too if like usually he's getting a little like makeup or touch up or whatever done in photos and this he doesn't have it but like his face looks sort of puffy and swollen the beard looks bad his hairline is like weird i was just like nobody looks good in this (laughs) also the girl who like the who plays the friend i don't know what's going on with her hair either but it looked bad and then like uh, I something is going on with her teeth. I was just like this. Nobody looks good in this. Nobody looks hot in this. And that's the point of this story is like hot people having like an affair. And this is giving me like ugly people in a dark room sort of glowering at each other. And it was just a no. Yeah, I I mean, I don't like Sally Rooney, so I didn't even plan to watch it. But I did not hear good things about uh Joe Alwyn or the show. So I apologize to you and your book club. <laughs> Putting you, you through that. Thank you. And to end on a more upbeat note, I watched a movie called The Valet, which is a Hulu comedy um, starring Eugenio Derbez and Samara, Samara, Samara Weaving, the girl from Ready or Not. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of like a... Uh, so Samara Weaving plays a famous actress who's having an affair with a married politician or I don't know, political figure. And they are caught by a paparazzi in a lover's spat, but the valet is in the background. And so to make it look like the politician here are not dating, they decide to pay the valet to date her to make it look like they're dating. So kind of one of those classic, uh, you know, starstrucky sort of fish out of water, marry me vibes, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was it was actually really like charming and sweet. It's kind of a more like slow paced comedy, but also very funny. Um, obviously, like very uh, like it's ba- it's sort of focused on the difference in these lifestyles. And, you know, he's a poor Hispanic valet driver and his family comes into it and that sort of thing. But it was really fun and sweet and an easy watch. And I think a pleasant surprise to a lot of people. A lot of reviews are like, oh, unexpectedly delightful. And oh, this shines in these dark times. (laughs) It has like 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I thought it was a good time. They were having a good time. And it doesn't end up, I want to reiterate that this isn't a Jurassic Park situation. Um, the mm. two don't end up being like love interests per se because he's much older than she it's is. It's just a subtle butt grab. They, but it that's, <laughs> among friends, it's It turns usual. into like a more like friendship, like the intern vibe with Anne Hathaway and Robert De Niro where it's like oh, yeah, good chem. They have great chemistry, but it's like very familial mm-hmm. and like fun to see that side of a relationship so i liked it i thought it was like a fun one and uh and this is new yeah yeah it came out this weekend i haven't heard anything about this yeah it's like on the landing page of hulu but it's also like 
I mean, not to make everything about race, but I'm sure why some people haven't heard about it is because it's, it's you know, a heavily Hispanic-themed movie and there's a lot of Spanish subtitles or English gotcha. subtitles as they're speaking Spanish. Mm. <laughs> but as Bong Joon-ho taught us, you can't let subtitles stop us from enjoying a movie. No. No, we cannot. So I thought it was good. Yeah, I wish I'm, we had covered that instead of what we're doing this week. But. No, 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 no. This is the per. We are talking about Alex Garland's new mm. film, Men. There's so much to unpack here. I prefer to um, call it Men. Just ugh, Men. You have to put the emphasis just right. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll be discussing that on Thursday of the new A24 horror film. Um. So, yes, come get Shelby's opinion. I I think she's going to love it. And we'll see you guys then. Bye.